Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our newsletter right there at our website, cruiseradio.net. It's all about the Mediterranean this episode. We're going to talk to Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network. will join us. She's got some great advice, obviously, for families. And Chris Owen, writer for Gadling.com, has an article out, A First-Timer's Guide to Mediterranean Cruises. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Getting right to it. The uh, shipmakers have ha- to, like tossed the keys of the Celebrity Silhouette to the company. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah. This is the fourth of five of these uh, award-winning, amazing uh, Solstice-class ships. Uh, but this one is a little different than the previous three. Uh, instead of being 122,000 tons uh, holding 2,850 passengers, this is going to be 122,400 tons. And she'll hold 2,886 cabins. Wow. So they added 36 cabins. Uh, we'll find out where they squeeze this in. But the, the big distinctive change to this ship versus the previous three was in the top area by the, the lawn club, they had a glass blowing um, area. And they removed that and actually put in a lawn club grill. And then on the half acre of grass, they actually added some, you know, you could call them cabanas that people could uh, use for the day where uh, they'll charge you anywhere from $99 in port uh, for the day versus, uh, or while at sea it will charge about $150 a day. And, you know, they'll give you some, uh, some neat amenities uh, in there. But if you've never been on one, uh, it's definitely uh, time for you know, more people to experience these really sensational ships. So Norwegian Cruise Lines is teaming up with USA Today, letting the readers name the next two ships, right? Yeah, and you know it's the same thing Royal Caribbean's done. So NCL figured, hey, you know we'd like a turn, <laughs> uh, you know, to get the uh, the nice exposure from it. And uh, I think I'll we'll save them, uh, you know, we'll save them time and, and money and effort. Uh, they, they'll probably wind up just calling them uh, their Norwegian Sheehan one and two uh, after their <laughs> CEO. <laughs> hmm. Talking about going public with the IPO, can you break this down for us? Well, this is the same thing that they came out with in October. Actually, they've been trying to do this for over 25 years. And for some reason, it was just the wrong place, the wrong time. Um, They filed uh, their S-1, their intent to go public, with uh, $250 million uh, worth of shares to repay some of their higher debt. Um, So we're talking that was nine months ago. Uh, Not much has uh, transpired. So here we are. Let's fast forward almost 10 months. Let's change the name of the holding company from NCL Holding to uh, Norwegian Cruise Line Holding Company. And uh, we are going to refile our S-1 and, uh, you know, we'll, you know, get that process going again. But what's important to know is, again, same thing that happened nine months ago, no date for the actual uh, launch to, to occur as far as when the shares will actually be offered. Okay, and lastly, Oceana's new ship, the Riviera, was floated out today. Is this going to be more or less a sister ship to the Marina? It's going to be exactly like Marina. They'll, they may have a few tweaks uh, here and there, but uh, it, it is identical. And essentially what that meant when you say float out, it left the building and has actually hit the water uh, for the first time. And uh, actually another milestone, American uh, Cruise Lines had their, their uh, stern wheeler, the uh, Queen of the Mississippi uh, float out uh, too, and both these ships will make their debuts in, in about a year. You give us so much and more. <laughs> well, we do our best. That's why people want to listen 
to Cruise Radio. <laughs> Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Hazard? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-ONE or find us online at cruiseone.com. Each week we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If your summer plans call for a cruise leaving from Amsterdam, how's this for a way to get acquainted with the city? The Floating Dutchman is a new 48-passenger bus and boat in one that will pick up arriving passengers at Schiphol Airport and then make its way around the city via roads and canals. The three-hour tour features a canal cruise towards the Amstel River as well as plenty of sights to see along the way like the Skinny Bridge, the Royal Theater Carré, and City Hall. This summer, you have a chance to experience the Floating Dutchman during the special summer trials, which start on July 20th. Bookings can be made at flyingdutchman.nl or at Great Amsterdam Excursions Points of Sale at Schiphol Airport. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Oh, we love her. Nancy Schredder from the Family Travel Network is with us. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Nancy. It's so great to be here. You know, traveling in the Mediterranean can be kind of scary for some people. So what should you consider when planning a cruise to the Mediterranean when it comes to families? Well, the first thing is really know your kids. And that sounds obvious, but it's really not. Know what their interests are and what's right for them, like what they can handle in terms of long days, time zone changes, getting up early, and things like that. And then based on those things, as well as your family's interest, you can decide to take a family med cruise or or not and plan your cruise around your family's interests, your goals, and your family travel profile. It's just really in, it's important for parents to realize that taking a med cruise isn't exactly like taking a family cruise in the Caribbean or Mexico. And we just came off of a great Mediterranean cruise on the Celebrity Equinox. Love that ship. Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. We had the best time there. And there's a six-hour time zone difference. And many of the ports of call aren't close to major cities or attractions that you'll be visiting so sometimes you have to go, you know, an hour or more to the particular city each way. And that can make for some pretty long days, especially for kids. It's really important to think about what your goals and expectations are for this cruise. Why are you going? Is this something that your kids really want to do? Are they specifically interested in certain things? Is this a learning cruise? Is it a relax and learning cruise? And is it important for everyone to do everything together, or can you do things separately? So if families can think about the answers to those questions, that'll really help to guide their cruise experience. When considering vacationing in Europe, Nancy, are there people that a Mediterranean cruise is particularly good for? Well, you know, I think a med cruise is the best way for families to see Europe. It's so easy. You pay in dollars, you unpack once, and then the ports and destinations just all come to you. 
That being said, I think the med cruises are particularly good for families who want to sample a lot of destinations because cruising the med is sort of like a buffet. You get to sample many new places, you find your favorites, and then you come back for more later. I also think it's great for families who want to save money, especially right now. With the dollar-to-euro exchange rate, you can't beat the value in the med. It's great for multi-generational families because there's something for every age group on board and people can do things separately and then come back together for meals and selected activities. It's also really great for families with food allergies, and this is a, a really big one. My daughter has a gluten allergy, and you know, in the land of pizza and pasta, finding gluten-free food can be really tough. Right. And Celebrity was absolutely incredible on this. I told them about my daughter's allergy five months in advance. Then every night, our waiter or maitre d' came over to our table with the next day's dinner menu, and she could pick out anything she wanted, and they would make it for her from scratch every day without the gluten. Nice. And so, you know, she was in heaven. We were in heaven. It was all so easy. And they'll do this for anyone with a food allergies just as long as they know far enough advance. It's also really great for families with kids who get bored easily or people who have divergent interests. If you know that your kids want to experience, say, some of the sites of Europe, but you know they're going to get bored going on tours and excursions every day, this is a great opportunity for you to do both. Your kids can be entertained and have fun with new friends on board the ship while you go off for that long, in-depth tour of Ephesus that you've always been dreaming about. And your kids can have a great time on the ship. And then after you get back, you can have fun together at the pool or playing together, doing games on the top deck or whatever. It's really great for people who have kids that maybe don't want to do a long tour every day and just want to experience a little bit of Europe. What's the best way to plan a family cruise to the Mediterranean? Without a doubt, plan it together. And this is something that a lot of times parents don't do. Make sure the kids are involved and get everyone's input early on. It really helps create buy-in, and it also eliminates a lot of potential problems when you get on the ship, you know, not having people going, oh, I don't want to do this, and you've paid, you know, $195 per person for the shore excursion or whatever. If you have tweens and teens, and this one's really important, talk about the potential pace of the cruise, doing organized tours, what's important to them about the ship and what they really want out of the cruise. And, and every other experience you can think of just to get the lay of the land and see what your, your tween or teen can handle. And then once you've talked about it, match that against your expectations for the cruise and make sure that you're, you're all in sync and that everybody can have a good time. It's not going to be a situation where your teen stays on board and has a great time and you're miserable because they're not coming and that's not what you expected. Then once you get all that together, I would take this to a really good cruise travel agent. I'm a huge fan of great travel agents to discuss all the options and or do a lot of your own research online to come up with the best cruise lines, cruise ships, and itineraries to fit your family's needs and interests. Nancy, when's the best time to cruise uh, in the Mediterranean? Most families tend to do these cruises during the summer months, like late May, June, July, August, when the kids are out of school. The fall is definitely cheaper and less crowded, but that involves taking the kids out of school at the beginning of the year for in school, and that's something that most parents don't want to do. 
Um, if you're cruising the Med, though, be aware that August is the big vacation month in Europe. And if you cruise in August, you know, the, the places are going to be at their most crowded. And in addition, it could be scorchingly hot. We cruised in mid to late June, and it was really hot at some of the places then. Some of the tour guides and celebrity staff that we talked to said that, you know, heat's often a huge problem for people, particularly children and the elderly. And, you know, so looking at that for the second half of July and August, that has to be consideration. So with all that in mind, I would probably opt for late May or June if possible. Well, is it better to cruise in the eastern or the western, or does it really matter? Well, you know, the choice between the eastern med and the western med is tough. It it really, again, should be driven by your family's interests. We've done both. And the western med, you know, Rome, Naples, Florence, Barcelona, sometimes Venice, they're so rich with history and culture and art and so much more. But the Eastern Med, you know, Rome, Naples, Athens, Istanbul, cult, you know, Kuzadashi, the Greek Isles, they have history and culture, but they've got those incredible Greek Isles for beaches as well. I want to talk about the ports real quick. What are some of your favorites? What are the best ports to visit for, like, culture and, and exciting and fun things to do? Probably Naples for a beautiful Positano, so drop-dead gorgeous, and Pompeii was fascinating. Kuzadashi, I loved Ephesus, and my kids absolutely loved shopping. I, I've got two girls, and there were some great bargains there. Um, mm-hmm. Santorini and Rhodes were just gorgeous, and the beaches were spectacular, and I love Rome. I'm, I'm really partial to it. Um, my family still remembers getting gelato in Athens and Sicily really fondly. Those are, that's definitely one of the high points of their cruise experience. On the Western Mediterranean cruise, we loved Naples, Rome, Florence, and gosh, Venice, gorgeous, gorgeous Venice. I, I could probably spend forever getting the last there. How would you advise uh, those families to choose just the right ship? I, I sort of think that finding the right ship for a med cruise is kind of like buying a pair of jeans. You have to find the right fit, and it's important for you to take your time, do your research, and find the right fit for you and your family. So what you're going to want to do is look for the right features and amenities and strong points that are really important for your family. Do they have excursions tailored for families? Actually, yes, they do. Um, And it really varies by cruise line and port of call. For instance, in Athens, Celebrity had an Athens sightseeing and zoo excursion for families, which let, you know, parents and kids see the highlights of Athens, plus go to the zoo. Um, In Kuzadashi, Celebrity offered a great aqua park excursion to one of the largest, best-known water parks in the Mediterranean, and that there they could also do a swim with a dolphin or dolphin encounter type of program. Um, On Mykonos, which, and this one's really important, they offer transfer for families to Kalafatis Beach, which is one of the most family-friendly beaches in Mykonos. If you don't Pick your beach carefully in Mykonos. Your kids could end up being exposed to, literally, things you don't want them to be exposed to. So that really helps. Um, Disney does a great job of offering shore excursions that are specially tailored for families, and I think Royal Caribbean offers those as well. Do you have any excursion recommendations? If you can afford it, I think that private tours by car are absolutely fantastic. We did that in Rome, Naples, Florence, and Athens, and they're really exceptional because they let you see and do so much more than you can do on a ship's tour, and you get to do exactly what you and your family want to do. Um, They can be pricey, but in my opinion, they're really well worth it. We used Roman limo in Italy. We used tours of Athens and Greece, and both of them were outstanding. A lot of people are afraid to get on a plane and go over to Europe right now because of security concerns. 
concerns and stuff. Is security really that big of an issue right now over in the Med? I understand the concerns. Greece has already had demonstrations and strikes, but we didn't have any problem in Athens when we were there. There were protesters out, but they were very peaceful. And in fact, you know, our kids actually enjoyed looking and seeing what was going on. Our private guide told us, you know, where to watch out for pickpockets and advised us what to do with each, each stop. We were able to get to all the sites. We didn't have any issues. The ship staff really stays on top of the situations at each port of call. But, you know, if you're very concerned about all these issues, in that case, you might want to choose an itinerary that doesn't begin and end in Barcelona or avoid Athens this year and go at another time. You know, every family has its own risk profile. We went this year, though, and we thought it was fantastic. Let's talk about some resources. Well, let's let's talk about resources. Of course, <laughs> families should turn into Cruise Radio and check out the Family Travel Network for cruise planning ideas and travel tips. The, sh- the shows that you guys do are fantastic, and you. you have so many great tips for families. And the Family Travel Network has lots of stories on planning family cruises and vacationing with kids. <laughs> But, you know, I found some additional resources to be very helpful, too. Um, For me, the boards on Cruise Critic and TripAdvisor were really helpful for helping me to locate great private tour operators. And it's also really nice to talk with people who've just come off of a cruise, been there, done that, and they have really good insights and advice on what to see, where to go. They also have some great money-saving tips as well. So I got some great ideas on the best places to eat or the best places to shop from those particular boards. I would also highly recommend purchasing or downloading a good guidebook and reading it before you go. Um, I have not done that on one cruise, and I did that on the second. I I really do think that you get some great ideas about little-known places, and for those people who are do-it-yourselfers, many of the guidebooks have really good walking tour maps. And I'm a big fan of Rick Steves' guidebooks for Europe. I think they're superb. Any final words there, Nancy? Yeah, definitely. I I remember telling someone a while ago that I was planning to go to Europe, and I I said, you know, where's the best place to take my kids? And he said, take them to grandma's on the way to the airport. And, (laughs) you know, I, I don't agree. Having done this twice, I think the Med is a fantastic place for a family cruise vacation. But it's really important to go with the right mindset. And for family learning vacations, we found on our Family Travel Network uh, reader survey, over 40% of our readers are looking for a learning component for their family vacations. And what a better place to, to go. I mean, the Med is just perfect for that. The Med can be a really intense place to visit on a cruise, but it doesn't have to be intense to be, you know, enjoyed and have a good time. Just relax, pack a positive attitude, don't overcram, pace yourself, and plan it accordingly. And it's also important to just stay flexible and keep your expectations in check. I, I think it's important to, for parents in particular not to expect everything to go perfectly. And, you know, for goodness sakes, don't expect Junior to get an A-plus in European history just because he went on a med cruise this summer. But you might find that your kids and your family will have a whole new appreciation for the world, you know, the, the different cultures that are out there, their home country. And if you do it right... They'll have a new appreciation for your family and what a family vacation can be. And, you know, frankly, that's the best European vacation souvenir of all. From the Family Travel Network, the most informative Nancy Schredder. Thank you so thanks. much. Yeah, thanks again for talking to us. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Our interview with Nancy Schredder was actually a 35-minute piece. And 
we just couldn't fit it all into the show. There's so much good information, incredible, valuable information. I urge you to check out the entire interview uh, with premium content. We give you a free trial. After that, it's $4.99 a month. It's worth every penny. You've got to hear the entire interview with Nancy Shredder. Uh, even if you're not planning a family cruise in the very near future, it's just great travel information to have. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the premium content icon. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Travel writer for Gadling.com, it's our friend Chris Owen. Hi, Chris. Hi, Matt. Is Doug there, too? I'll hey, say man. hi to Doug, too, if he's there. Is he there? I am. What's up? Hi, Doug. We came across your article, A First-Timer's Guide to Mediterranean Cruises. The first one, go with a line you know. Well, it's a good idea because if you try to get on somebody else's ship that you're not booked on, they won't let you on. But we like to go with a line we know because uh, it's really, really, and you know, I think you actually know this. As I recall, you were on this sailing. Yes, yes, I was. I believe you were. And it's, it, when you, once you get back on the ship, it's just like being anywhere else. If you're in the Caribbean, you've been to the Caribbean 12 times, 10 times, one time. If you go uh, to Italy and you do it on a line you know, when you get back on the ship, it's just like being home again. The number two point you have is they don't take the dollar everywhere. Some do, but they don't, not so much. In, in, in Mexico or someplace in the Caribbean where you might go, um, they'll take the dollar anywhere. Not, not a problem at all. But uh, it's the euro there, when if you can remember that it's about one and a half of those to every dollar, you're okay. I'm, or it's the other way around. I don't remember. Either way, <laughs> if you remember what the conversion rate is, that's the important part. Esto de cinco años de español, pero no recuerdo mucho, but you say, number three here, know a little bit of the language. Just a little. Like, where's the bathroom? I need some food. Uh, where's the police officer that's going to take me uh, <laughs> away? I, whatever it takes. How long do I need to stay in this jail? Yeah, something like that is good. Uh, there, or an app. If you, you, you can, there are apps that'll do that where you can punch in what you want it to say and it'll spit it out in whatever language you want it to say. And that's probably a good idea, and, and uh, that way uh, your phone can ask you where the can ask somebody where the bathroom is. But <laughs> next time I will be fluent in the language. Sure. Just first, it is we're going. I will I will know more than the natives. If you can just first master English, that would be great. Well, Chris. I'm trying. You know. <laughs> the next one that you have is go a day early. Well, you kind of have to if you're coming from North America and you're going over to the Mediterranean. It's a it's a long flight and long travel day, no matter what, and it's usually an overnight flight anyway. I think if I had to do it over again and I had the choice, I would tack another day on there because Venice, to me, our first stop was kind of a blur. I just remember wandering around the streets looking for a, a power converter and, and, uh, and not knowing the language, and, and it was fun, great place. But, um, yeah, a day early is always a good idea. Number five here, know the customs of the land. Yeah, tipping you would think is universal. I, I mean, or I did. Wrong anyway, in, in, in Italy, that is, because, uh, and I found out the first night, I went to the bar, got a uh, beverage of some sort, and uh, wanted to give a tip, and the guy looked at me like I was insane, like I was mad at me for wanting to offer him a tip, which I still do not understand to this day. But that, but I was, I've been told by people that know these things that uh, they get satisfaction out of doing a good job. Imagine that. I can't even, I can't fathom it. Uh, although some w beautiful waitresses at uh, some of the restaurants told me they wanted just the tip. 
Yeah, I heard that one too, but we won't go into that. That's number 11. Um, the last one you have, Chris, is credit cards are a good idea sometimes. Again, this is a, this is a friend told me, you know, use your credit card whenever you can to get a better exchange rate, which was true, um, I think, um, except for the part where we had these little extra charges coming through for about a week or week to 10 days afterwards from one of the places that would use our credit card, Pisa, as a matter of fact. Little charges of this and that, $5, $12, $112, $62, just keep coming in uh, after that. And um, the credit card company took care of it, which is a good thing, another good reason for using a credit card. But I don't know, we don't, I still don't to this day do not know where those charges came from. I made one charge and that, uh, then a whole bunch of other ones came through. So you have to kind of watch that. But uh, using the credit card is a good idea. Um, as opposed to uh, getting uh, rolled on the street and they take all your American <laughs> cash. Hey, Chris, I got something to add to your list. Right. Uh, do what I did, or strongly consider doing what I did. Call your cell phone provider and consider adding the international calling plan. Oh, you know, I did that. I did, the, I did that thing that you guys advertised. What's that called? Uh, well, it's the international plan. Oh, the international plan. Yeah. Just that simple. They, now, I will say AT&T used to have a cruise... Uh, ship a cruise ship plan, but that was a that was a trial thing. They're not doing it anymore. But at least you can call and you can get a uh, internet excuse me an international text package, which gives you a reduction in text messages, uh, reduction in price, I should say, and also the same with uh, your calls. Yeah, you get like what twenty text messages or something like that. I can't I can't remember. Plans and rates may vary. Contact your provider. Oh, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> also, Sorry for asking that specific question, Mister Announcer. Yes. <laughs> also, going back to your credit card point, Chris, it's probably a good idea if you have. Um, you may want to check with your credit card to make sure you don't have international block on there too, right? Yes, that's true. Good, 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 good point. Because otherwise, they may not work. Right. Um, and and oh, I called yeah. specifically to ask that. Right. Um, and then they said, I'm glad you called. And, well, it's also a good idea to call um, when you're going outside of your immediate area anytime when you're traveling to let the credit card people know you're coming. Or right. like if you're going to make a payment on a cruise uh, that's going to go to Carnival Cruise Line in Miami and you live in Kansas City, they might think somebody stole your cars and went down exactly. to Miami. Exactly. And that goes for both credit or your debit slash Visa card. Yes. Yeah. One of them. Excellent. Excellent reminder. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you can read all about it. Gadling.com. Oh, we love him so much. Chris Owen, God bless you, my friend. It's always a pleasure to be on board Cruise Radio, your home port for cruise or what something like that. Something like that. <laughs> uh, thank you for pleasuring us. You bet. Again. Always a pleasure to pleasure. If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the premium content icon. We have got to tell you about eTravel Blackboard's first ever O-Brochure Cruise Experience Guide. This was put together by one of our frequent guests, Natalie Arroyan, out of Australia. 
And it's really a must-have for anyone planning to sail out of Australia. Before you go any further, this cruising guide is absolutely free. All you have to do to get this is go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Obro Shore icon. There's a lot of great information in here, too. You can find out which ships will be calling Australia home, uh, when lines will be launching their new ships. Tips on packing, port and excursion ideas, information on river cruising. Some great deals are in this guide. This guide is filled with info, and did we mention it is free? It's really perfect for agents to have cruise information at their fingertips or to give to those traveling to uh, or even considering a cruise out of Australia. Once again, this is free. Go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Obro Shore icon. Every week, we like to try and save you a little bit of cash thanks to CruiseOne.com. And if you book a Carnival cruise through Cruise One, you can save up to $150. Yeah, if you book a three- or four-day cruise with Carnival, you can save up to $25 per person, a five-day cruise up to $50 per person, and a six- to nine-day cruise up to $75 per person. Check out some of these deals. Uh, if you want to sail aboard the Carnival Spirit, Seven Night Glacier Bay inside starting from $729. Or this fall, if you want to hit the Carnival Ecstasy for a Caribbean cruise, prices starting at $209. Out of Fort Lauderdale on the Carnival Freedom, a six-night Western Caribbean starting at $279. Or a seven-night Mexican Riviera at a Long Beach on Carnival Splendor starting at just $359. Take advantage of these cruise deals right now and don't forget about that Carnival cash back where you can save up to $150 with your booking. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Cruise One logo. All right, that's going to do it. Coming up next week, travel writer Sherry Laskin will join us. She's got an article about uh, solo cruising. Don't forget to find us on the Stitcher Radio Radio Network. You can download that free app at stitcher.com. Uh, check out our website for more details on that. And if you just can't get enough cruise radio, premium content is available. All the material that didn't quite make it to the show each week. Also some special extras and behind the scenes stuff. Just go to cruiseradio.net, click on the premium content icon. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.